This is the Soulfully Casual Podcast hosted by Matty Ice. And now, your host, Matty Ice. Hello, everyone, and happy Wednesday. And it is another episode of the Soulfully Casual Podcast hosted by Matty Ice. We are brought to you, as always, by Matty Ice Media. Uh, we we are happy to be hosted here, and I, the host, Matty Ice, am happy to be talking with you again. So here in Virginia, uh, the the vaccine rollout, and I've I've documented that, or at least my frustrations about it in in previous iterations of the show, and we're not going to get into that specifically. Um, but I do want to give a little bit of a piece of good news. Um, my wife and I managed to get uh, both of our sets of parents. Um, their their vaccines or at least the appointments for their vaccines so hopefully by the end of March we will feel good in knowing that uh, four out of four of our of our parents are COVID vaccinated and that's a huge um, emotional burden lifted off of our shoulders so huzzah to that but related to the COVID uh, vaccine rollout uh, there's been a lot of talk recently about teachers and about the kids going back to school and here where I live in Virginia, the kids will be going back to school in the middle of March. And I think that is a overall great thing for everybody involved. Um, in order to get to that place, we had to go through a year of, of what we're going through. And these kids have had virtual learning. Um, working parents have had a lot of stress. Even non-working parents have had a lot of stress with their kids being home basically 24 hours a day, uh, not a lot of breaks. And I, and I totally understand it. Um, but I will say this. Uh, I. I do want our kids to understand that the year that they have had, whether it's been difficult from a social standpoint, depending on what grade they're in, or it's been difficult from a homework front, um, you know, this is something that's going to happen throughout your life. Adversity, um, you know, challenge, it's something that just always is going to come up. And I sometimes wonder if we are doing a disservice to these kids by making such a huge deal about how difficult that they have it. Um, there are times in my life where things were difficult and there are a lot of kids out there who under the best of circumstances live a very difficult existence. Single parents working multiple jobs, parents who didn't even want them, right? They're still going to school. Uh, school is a sanctuary for them. And so being able to get these kids back uh, around other kids their age, socializing, um, you know, learning those social skills, I think is a great thing. And especially for those kids who being at home is sometimes worse I love seeing them get back and hopefully be appreciated by their teachers. But the idea of education has been a hot button issue on the political land front for a few years now. Now that we have moved on from the circus that was uh, Donald Trump, uh, we're now looking forward to some different policies that have been in in the cycle for a while. One of those that has been really hot when it comes to education is student loans and um, higher education. So I want to put it out there what I'm what my thoughts are, at least in terms of student debt. So full disclosure, um, when I went to college, it was from 2001 to 2006. And that generation of kids, we were told that we had to go to college to make it in this world. I think it was uh, much more prevalent to that people going to college, coming out with degrees, uh, were going to be successful. And I don't know what that term equates to for everybody, but I think gainfully employed when I think of success. And we were told we had to do that. Uh, Fast forward to today, when it seems like most people who are making a lot of money have a good iPhone, a good ring light, and a TikTok account. 
those people are making so much more money than I'm making uh, putting out crap. Like, I don't even know what it is. Like, there's just a bunch of dancing on TikTok and somehow that is, um, you know, making a ton of money. I don't really understand it. Be that as it may, uh, those of us who are in that, um, in that age bracket have accumulated student debt in some fashion. And not everybody. Uh, I did. So I had somewhere between forty and 50000 in student debt. Uh, it was just an expense that I had because I chose to go to a school that was uh, away from where I was currently living. It was what I needed, and I chose the school for the career path that I wanted to take. When I was younger, uh, I wanted to be a marine biologist, and then I, you know, you, everybody has a dream like that, and then I didn't. But I've talked before about how if I could go back and have my dream job, it would be doing radio or podcasting for a living because it's just something that comes naturally to me. Uh, so, But I went to Virginia Tech for engineering, and it's one of the best engineering schools in the country. So going to that more expensive option afforded me what felt like a greater path to that that success, that gainful employment, especially in a very specific field. Like you go into engineering and there's a lot of avenues you can take to get to employment. Uh, a lot of different industries employ engineers of all types. Um, and so that's that's where I went. Now, I didn't end up finishing as an engineer because as I came to find out, I picked that major because it was what I thought other people wanted me to do. Uh, business is more my uh, my forte. And fast forward to today, um, I have no regrets changing majors because I ended up going into a job that directly used the major that I had. So all's well that ends well. And to me, my student loans uh, paid for themselves because the education that I received uh, directly benefited me when it came to coming into the uh, employment world. But I think for a vast majority of people, that is not the case. Uh, for a lot of the people that I work with, specifically at, at where I work, uh, when you find out what majors they had in college, uh, a very, very small percentage are in my boat, where they are, they are doing something that they went to school for. Um, and I think that that's not uncommon, especially for people that were told that going to college um, needed, you know, you needed to go to college in order to be successful. And we accumulated a lot of student debt. It's out there in the news. You see a lot of stories about it. My personal feelings on it are that it was part of doing business. I made a decision that was logical. And the logical conclusion that I came to was that this would help me get to employment in the field I wanted to. And ultimately it did. So I incurred that debt to get to the end result, which is where I am today. And I have no regrets over it. I've paid it all off. Um, it never hindered me because I budgeted it in, but that apparently is not the case for a lot of people. Um, a lot of people feel as if their student debt has uh, made it so that they can't do things that they want to do in life. And I start wondering about that because we have a lot of ideas for how to eradicate the student debt. Now I wanna say this, Anybody who's out there who's thinking that I should, uh, for some reason, feel like they should, like they shouldn't forgive debt because I didn't get that luxury, that's not how I feel. In life, you're gonna always have incidences where somebody gets something that you don't get to have. It happens as early as when you go to preschool. The one kid gets to play with the toy that your kid wanted to play with, and guess what? Your kid's just gonna have to deal. I mean, it's the way that it goes. So when I see that we could be bettering the economy and bettering a financial situation for a bunch of people who maybe incurred debt, not thinking that there were other pathways to success, 
I don't really have an issue with that because I think at some point we have to be empathetic toward others. Like we have to think about what is what it's going to do for the human race as a whole in this country. But I'll tell you what does worry me is we never hear what the plan is afterward. Because it's one thing to wipe away all of the current student debt that exists today. It frees up a ton of money for people to theoretically invest in the economy. Now, we're also making the assumption that the people who are having this debt er eradicated are going to be putting it into the country, um, you know, buying houses, settling down and having families, so forth. And that's not necessarily the case. We are seeing a trend that that is not happening on the whole in this country. Young people it more and more infrequently are getting married, uh, less likely to have kids. The birth rates are going down and people are not uh, buying houses as often. I mean, I think that... We have to look at all of those factors when we're deciding how we're going to do this. But the other part of the equation is, you know, we want to talk about higher education. We want to make it free for everybody. And in the in the federal government, no matter who's in charge, when you make something free, it's never free. Like there is a, a, a saying in economics, there's no such thing as a free lunch. And that's very true. Now, are we better off as a society if people are more educated? Yes, I, I think so. But I think the assumption that we're making by making college or excuse me, higher education more uh, accessible to basically everybody is making the assumption that number one, everybody wants that, which is not necessarily the case. And two, that everybody's going to be responsible with it. Because if I look back 20 years ago, making a decision about my future, I was told that I have to go, I had to go to college, but I wasn't told how to make a good decision about where to go to college. Thankfully, my parents did that for me like they helped me make that determination but I think a lot of people didn't and when you are looking at uh, I would love to look at the numbers for student debt because I do wonder how many of those people are employed in their profession and went to a school that was financially feasible for their family while also getting them to a direct path of employment that they are in today employment in something that they were passionate about and that's where I think we are failing in terms of a better plan like, I, I really think that in order for us to have a good plan of we're going to get rid of the student debt, we need to think about how it is that we are uh, framing the decision of what to do with your life. We are asked at age 18 to make a decision about what we want to do for the rest of our life. And looking back on it, I think that's a little bit too much to ask somebody. Unless you know at a very young age that you want to be a doctor, a lawyer, uh, even an engineer, something like that. A very specific field in which there are specific pathways to get you to jobs that you want right like anybody in an IT profession can get a college degree in many different aspects and then once you get in the door you can learn languages you know you can figure figure your way out through different codes and things like that and I think that there's a little bit of flexibility there but even take a business degree a business of what like business there's so many different types of business sales different industries that you could get into and that's why i specifically chose economics with statistics because i figured it was a way to get into some agency in the government that was doing statistical work about the economy and that's what i ended up getting into um and so that that's kind of where i feel like we're failing here like i'm somebody who likes to have a plan like okay so we're going like th let's take a home home project for instance we're gonna redo the upstairs room okay well, what are we going to redo it with? Okay, we're going to redo it with hardwood. Who's going to do that work? You know, when are we going to do it? How are we going to do it? Do we have the tools to do it? 
I don't necessarily think that being impulsive is a bad thing, but when we're talking about incurring debt that's in tens of thousands of dollars or sometimes more, I think that we need to be making sure that our kids, these young adults who are making a decision that they might not be ready to make, are ready to make a better decision. And I'll give you a case in point. For my son, if my son were to say to me, dad, I want to go to some school and be like a French poetry major. Well, I have no problem with you loving French poetry, son, at all, actually. Like, I think you should be versed in many different things and be interested in many different things. But my first question is going to be, and how are you going to gain employment doing that? Because I get it, right? We want to tell our kids that they can do anything. We want to tell our kids that they should strive for everything, you know, everything and, and anything. But I think there needs to be a realistic element to that. Like when we say anybody can become president, that is technically true. It's technically true that every single U.S. citizen after the age of 35 can become president. But there's only one president. One. So getting to that top spot is an extremely unlikely scenario. And that's okay to understand that. Even in the job that I'm in, moving up the corporate ladder, there's fewer and fewer promotional uh, you know, uh, positions the higher that you get. So you do reach a point where you get to a high standing and then there's really nowhere else for you to go. So you have to understand that. It's looking at the landscape and having a realistic picture of what it is that is in front of you. How can you get to that better place understanding that, well, there's going to be fewer and fewer opportunities the higher that I get or the, the, the more likely is it, it's at, you know, the more likely that I look and stay here. And I think that's the same thing with school. So I want to be passionate about something, but it doesn't necessarily gain me any employment or success going forward. So what can I do? Like, what can you do to get a job? Because in the end, that's what you need to do. Like, we all want to do something that we're passionate about. We like we all would love to travel the world for the rest of our lives, but that doesn't pay the bills. And no matter whether you own a house or not, you want somewhere to live that's not your parents' house, you have to pay for it, right? You want a car to get you from A to B? You have to pay for it. You want a cell phone? Pay for it. These things cost money no matter where you live. And you have to have a job that is allowing you some level of comfort and flexibility, right? Like you don't want for your kids to be paying paycheck to paycheck. So when we're thinking about college, when we're thinking about the second half of our education, the higher portion of our education, I really think it's incumbent upon us as a society to educate on what possibilities are out there. Like you don't have to go to college in order to make it in this world. There are many different ways to make it. Making it is relative. It's, a, it's not an objective thing, it's subjective. What I feel is making it doesn't necessarily mean it's the same thing as somebody who lives in a different area of the country, right? I wanna make it as a podcaster. In order to do that, I have to also have employment, which allows me the flexibility to have the equipment to do it, the time to do it, right? And be able to have a roof over my head. You have to think about all of those things. And I, I fear that if we just say to everybody who's made, I don't wanna say everybody who's made a bad decision, but people who were making a decision that maybe they could have made better had we had more societal um, you know, resources to help us make those decisions. If we just eradicate all of their debt and don't have a plan moving forward about what we're gonna do as soon as we start incurring more debt, then we're not really alleviating the problem. We're just putting a Band-Aid over it. Sure, 
we're making the economy look better, but then what are we going to say 20 years down the road when these kids are again incurring debt because we haven't revamped what decisions people are making. We haven't revamped how much colleges are charging for you to get in the door, right? Like college is expensive. If we want to just make it free for everybody, are we then making it more affordable for these colleges to give you, you know, the resources that you want or the resources that they need to make sure your education is met because they're standard. And I don't know about that. Like, that's why I think it's taken so long for it to come to the forefront. I think we're dealing with a lot of other political issues because, well, <laughs> I mean, how are we, how are we supposed to do that? Like, how are we supposed to make it so that every single college is in on it? Like, no offense, but not everybody should go to UVA. Like I didn't go to UVA because I couldn't get in and that's okay. And that's where I think if we turn higher education into participation award without really thinking through all of the elements of it, and I'm talking about the financials from a government perspective, the societal effects of making sure everybody goes to college, like what is that gonna do to the job market? It just, it, I, I, I fear that it's going to make a mockery of the higher education system to the point that you're going to have less gainfully employed people or less paying jobs because, well, now everybody has a college degree. So what does it mean? Like, is society better off if everybody has that higher education? Like, theoretically, yes, we're better off if we're more educated. But what does that mean for the economy? What does that mean for the business landscape? And that's what I fear. And again, I also think it comes down to parents making sure that their kids know what all their options are. I'm always amazed that every time we have like a plumber come to the house or an electrician, how much money we end up having to pay. And when you see some of these people out there, you think to yourself, oh, they, they don't drive like really expensive cars. But I'm telling you, like owning the plumbing business is a very, very lucrative life. Like it's hard at first. You got to get in. You got to work your way up. But you know what? There's a lot of value to working your way up. There's no value in being given something, right? There's, there's no value in that to me. There's value in learning what you have to do to make it happen, working through the adversity. And it's why I mentioned the kids today at the top of the broadcast, because it's like, hey kids, I get it. Your life is way, way, way different than anybody could have ever anticipated. Everybody else's life is like that too. Adults, kids, you name it, we're all in the same boat. But the better we can get through adversity, not just as a society, but as individuals, you know how much better off we're going to be in the long run, how much tougher we're going to be and be able to think through these times of adversity so much easier with better solutions. And that's why I think it's incumbent upon us as a society, the government to help out in helping frame what is a good path forward for higher education and for employment in this country. I want it for those kids because I want to take a little bit of the burden off these kids to say, you know what? You don't have to make your life decision at 18. The government will help you do that though. We'll send you to community college for two years for free. And in that two years, you can kind of figure some things out. You have some time to have a social life, get a little bit older, a little bit more experience. And now on the back end, you can come out and say, okay, well, I want to go to UVA now because I want to be a doctor. So I'll pay my way through that. And that makes a lot of sense because again, you know, free things are, are great, but there's a satisfaction to paying your way through. There's a satisfaction to making a decision and having to pay for it. Like buying and paying off my first car was one of the greatest senses of satisfaction ever because it was a decision I made to take on. I looked at my financials. I bought the car. I swallowed the car payment and eventually I paid it off and I owned that car for 
eight or seven years before I sold it off, it was mine, my own. Think about how awesome that would be for an education. Think about how great it would be to use the government's resources and get your feet wet and then come out and say, you know what, either college isn't for me and this is what I'm going to do, or this is what I'm going to do with my, my college. I'm going to go and finish my degree at a good school, but a med school, you know, be a lawyer, uh, anything. And I do think there's just better possibilities there. And I want us to think about that. And I want that for a lot of government policy that we are considering today, whether it be minimum wage, student loan debt, uh, immigration, anything. I think that it's important to think about all the aspects, not from a political party standpoint, but from what's best for us as human standpoint. Because I do think at the end of the day, the better we do for our kids, and the kids that are in school making these decisions, the better we're going to be 20 years down the road when those kids are in my shoes thinking about where they've come in employment. And I can tell you from a personal perspective, I feel so much better knowing that I made a decision that ultimately benefited me in the long run because the job that I have now makes good money and it's something that was directly related to the school that I chose to go to and the degree that I chose to have. And I will always be thankful that I was able to do that. And the money that I spent to get there was the cost of doing business and is a big reason why I'm here today. So um, everybody, I want what's best for the kids today. I want what's best for the kids in 10 years. And I want to be able to, um, you know, have, uh, have a society where these kids feel empowered to make a decision, not because they feel it's something that they need to do, but because they know everything that's in front of them and they themselves felt the confidence to make that decision. And I hope we can get there. Um, I hope you're all having a great Wednesday. Uh, it's beautiful here in terms of not necessarily weather, but just beautiful in general. Like it sometimes, even when the weather isn't that great, you feel good anyway. And that's kind of the day that um, I'm having as I'm recording this for you. So um, in terms of connection, uh, I wanna hear from you on topics like this, even if you disagree, uh, check out our website www.mattyicemedia.com hit me up on instagram soulfully casual podcast and i'll also email if you want although i'm finding out that email is kind of an archaic way to communicate apparently but uh, soulfully.casual at gmail.com if you're listening to this and you're in the same position i was 20 years ago where you're trying to figure out what your life's going to be like don't worry you have time if you're not sure today that's okay But you do need to figure out when you want to be sure. And if you need some time to do that, where you lay low, spend a little bit less, but still get that experience, that's okay. Don't let anybody pressure you into doing something you don't want to do. Take your time, make the right decision, and ultimately, in the end, you'll own that decision and you'll own the outcomes that come with it and you'll feel better in the end. So I hope everybody is safe. I hope everybody's happy and healthy. Um, Always want that for my listeners. So thank you as always for listening and I will see you down the road.